Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. I've worked in a lot of different industries. I've worked in marketing, customer service, retail. I've had people reporting to me. I've reported to women. Somehow I've managed to always keep my penis in my pants. <laughs> Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I am John R. Bray. And I am Heather B. Armstrong. Another week has gone by, and it feels like an entire year's worth of shit. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to put it mildly. You can't, like, you can't really step away from the news for like two hours because <laughs> you come back and you're like wait a minute it was only been two hours this happened yeah yeah and it, it's like so much happens in an instant that you're you're constantly behind right. and if you try to be ingesting it all the time you go insane because yeah. it's just depressing it's a struggle anymore to find good news i think yes which and because of that i follow a shit ton of cute animal twitter accounts oh my god <laughs> okay all right like we rate dogs yeah they actually okay. stole a picture of mine once and i got mad at him did he really wow and they got super defensive and i was like don't get defensive when you steal a photo but they're like don't you know who i am and i'm like um i don't think that you want to take that tactic with me <laughs> did they eventually pull it they did pull it well that's good sometimes i just seek out the cute animal videos just so that I don't collapse into uh, an absolute like mess of despair. In fact, uh, it was last week, right? The girls eat their Cheerios while I get Marlo's lunch ready. And um, Alita's phone had been charging all night right there on the countertop. And she looked over at it and she goes, whoa, whoa, I just got an alert. Wait a minute. Do you know who Matt Lauer is? Oh, my God. <laughs> and I oh, like... Wow stopped putting the sandwich into the plastic bag and I was like has he been charged with sexual assault and she's like well it says that he just got fired from the from the today show and I'm like oh my god yep well that's kind of the I mean not not the running joke but it's like if you see a man's name in the news they either died or they're being accused of sexual assault mm -hmm. that seems to be the only the only reason. That was an interesting development. I have met Matt Lauer twice. I've been on the Today Show, I think, four or five times. And he, I, was he nice when you met he him? He was a condescending asshole. Oh. I'll just say there, that. There we go. You know, I try to be, because people, I've, I've met people in the public before, and I try to be as nice as I possibly can be. And, you know, I've had people who were like, yeah, I met Heather Armstrong, and bleh, 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 like, like, she was a total bitch. And it's like, I don't recall ever being a bitch to anybody. Like I, I go out of my way when, when I meet somebody in public to like, like so great to meet you and it's lovely and ask them about themselves. And he was super, super condescending. 
And uh, it was like, it was, it, he made me really uneasy, in fact. Just there was an unease about being around him. So I wasn't surprised at all. I mean, here I am judging a person, but somebody who has a fucking button on his desk to lock the fucking door. Well, I think I get to be a little judgy. He's famous. It's standard procedure for famous people. Come on now. <laughs> he made like $25 million a year, too. Yeah. I cannot even. Oh, my God. I don't even. Yeah. yeah and I think someone did a. They're like, in the years that he has been on the Today Show, like over 27,000 journalists have lost their job. And how much how much money has he made singularly? The lament, I'm sure you've heard, is how many women's voices have been silenced because of this systemic harassment that goes on. How many women's voices have we lost? That's the lament. And it's so true. It's so true. <laughs> well, I think it's, that is, that's a huge piece of it, but it's also to take it that next step is with all of these men in these positions has prevented women and not even like aside from the fact that the ones that might've interacted with them were harmed, but the ones that never got to, to embrace those positions because men were in them. Yes. Never had that opportunity. And those women would have brought in more women. Yes. And it's getting, it's, it's just impossible to to argue anything different, honestly, at this point. It's a new person all the time. Well, I, I'm going to tread lightly is what I'm going to do here. The idea that there would be a witch hunt, that there would be all these women coming out and falsely accusing men of doing this is so um, abhorrent to me because it's an, it's an immediate defense of we, we're now immediately defending the men again. Well, we're defending men that haven't even been accused. I mean, we're just defending, yeah. we're defending the gender. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And think about all these women who are going to abuse what's going on right now and say, oh, well, he sexually harassed me and make false accusations against people. And it's just, the statistics are not on your side when you make that, when you make that statement. Far, 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 far more women don't report sexual harassment or sexual assault than those who falsely claim it. Right. Oh, and, yeah. And I mean, you can find false claims. They exist. It's not that they don't exist, but they're such a small number that that doesn't give you the right to discount every claim as probably false. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. What well, the other thing that made me really angry, really, 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 really angry was the reaction when Louis C.K. got outed. And his horrifying faux apology. The reaction from people were like, well, you know, I really didn't like Kevin Spacey's, you know, as an actor, but Louis C.K.? Louis C.K.? And it was like suddenly men were like, well, this is really disappointing. And it's like, oh, fuck you. Fuck you. Just because you like a person, now you're upset about it? Right. And... <laughs> That Like, there was something about that reaction that really, 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 really fucking bugged me. I think it's that it's it's usually so one-sided. I mean, I will say, I've I've listened to Louis C.K. stand-up before. I, I have enjoyed it. I thought he was funny. Yes. So to hear this come out, it's disappointing to realize, like, that this person that you enjoyed is actually a dick. 
but it's way more disappointing to realize that he hurt people. Right. Like I'm not, I'm not sad to lose him. It just sucks because I liked him and now you have to face that. And the same with Kevin Spacey, whoever said he was not a good actor is out of their fucking mind, but right. that's, it's heartbreaking because I've enjoyed almost everything he's been in. That doesn't excuse what he's done by any means. No. And that's, that's like the second issue. First is who was hurt by it. That's what's the priority. I imagine women who, the women who accused Louis C.K., I imagine them seeing this reaction and being like, I, I like I put myself in their position and, and how horrifying would it be to have people being like, oh, but I like him. <sighs> it's like, oh, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, it, it's so fucking prevalent. Sorry, I'm really cussing today. This issue for me is it, I have been I've been sexually harassed at every job that I worked in in Los Angeles. Well, and before I left, before I, I went to Los, Los Angeles, I worked a couple of jobs in Utah and sexual harassment in both jobs. It's just it was just, just part of the, it's a part of the culture. It's a part of like it's a part of the dynamic. I remember I'm actually writing about this today or I mention it in a paragraph. When I went to Los Angeles, I worked at a startup that was supposed to be YouTube, but it got funded way before uh, broadband was prevalent. And so it failed. But Right. It was ahead of its time. Yeah. And there were about 10 employees. I was like the, one of the 10th, like, like the 10th person to be hired. And I was the only woman. And I remember being in, a, in the room with everyone. And I was super young. I'm 24 years old. And one of the executives, vice presidents, <laughs> turns to me in front of everyone and says, look at, look at what you've got on. You look like a naughty little schoolgirl that I'd love to spank. Are you kidding me in a meeting? In the meeting. He says this out loud and everyone can hear it. And let me just guess, nobody said anything. No, they laughed. Yeah. They laughed and nodded. It was it was horrifying. It was my first day of my job, like the first day in Los Angeles, first day on the job. I I'm like I went super red in the face. Like I didn't know what to say. I'm I'm young and completely inexperienced. I don't I don't know what to do. Like I think this is sort of where the parenting aspect of this comes in is, you know, <sighs> preparing my children to enter the workforce. It's like this is what this is a one major thing that you have to look out for is being treated like this by men. It's a de facto what it, you will run into it. Right. And that that is so frustrating for me because that's not something you should have to teach to girls. Like it's, <laughs> I, guess, I, I know you do have to and I that's how it is, but you're teaching them to have to compensate for the behavior of others. Yes. And it's ridiculous. To anticipate being harassed. How horrifying is it that I have to say that to my children? Like you're going to be harassed and made uncomfortable, made to feel very uncomfortable, or they will attempt to make you feel very uncomfortable. Right. Well, and it's it's a weird dynamic too to explain to them that it's I don't even know how to word it that that that's normal, but it's not not normal. Like it's commonplace; it happens all the time. But that doesn't mean it's okay. It doesn't mean that you have to accept it. It doesn't mean that it should happen. It just does. And that's a ridiculous thing to have to explain. <laughs> because 
men can't keep their penises in their pants at work. <laughs> I mean, I have to say I've worked in a lot of different industries. I've worked in marketing, customer service, retail. I've had people reporting to me. I've reported to women. Somehow I've managed to always keep my penis in my pants. <laughs> I don't know how, but I just have. <laughs> What's the secret? <laughs> I just, I cannot... I mean, you. I'm reading some of these things, and I guess, I mean, I think the one, the one piece of this that I can't relate to, is the amount of power that all of these people have, their stature. I've never had mm -hmm. that stature. I've never made twenty five million dollars a year. I was never a famous director, or producer, stand up comic, or anything. And I think when that piece, when that power piece gets mixed in, is when bad things happen. Not. Not always. There are a lot of very good people out there, but I think power for some people is a really weird drug. Now, I'm not excusing it. That's not what this is. I'm just trying to understand where it comes from because it doesn't make any sense. Trying to get inside the mechanics of this dynamic, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I think one of the best things that I read, and I have to see if I can track this article down, but it was it was before Matt Lauer, but it was after, like, after Louis C.K. and Brett Ratner and all these people. And it was about Tom Hanks. And someone wrote this article that was basically like everything you've ever heard about Tom Hanks being awesome is uh -huh. totally true. <laughs> yeah. And they just went through like this one time he, he came into my dressing room after knocking so he could sing happy birthday to me. Like things that are totally super awesome. And it was just great to read that and be like, thank God there is at least one person out there who is not a shitbag. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm surprised. Tom Hanks has always seemed pretty great. Aparna Nancharla um, is a, a comedian I follow on Twitter, and she was like, quick litmus test for determining whether or not you're flirting. <laughs> Where are your pants? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, there was another one that came out on... Oh, God, I don't remember where it was published, but it was basically... To avoid sexual harassment, imagine every female coworker was The Rock. And how would you yes. treat The Rock? Right. And it was so perfectly written. But it they all come, I mean, they all boil down to, I mean, just, just like that tweet. It's fucking common sense. Like it's, I, I, don't, I don't know any other way to, to put it, but people just don't have common sense. Well, like... People, men would comment on my appearance constantly in the workplace. Um, constantly, men would comment on my appearance, whether it was, God, your hair looks amazing. Like, God, 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 your haircut makes you look so hot. Like, I would get my haircut or do something, and they're like, Oh, yeah, you should definitely keep your hair like that. You look way hotter that way. Or, you should wear, you should definitely wear more skirts. They're definitely hotter. Like, so it was always something sort of sexual how men would talk to me in the workplace. And I would never in a million years would it occur to me to say something like that to a man. Never. Ne not once in the entire time of working in, in, a, in a corporate office did I ever approach a man and say, oh God, that haircut makes you look hot. It just, it's not something you do. But it happened all the time. All the time. And it's so weird. Because you can, you, I mean, I compliment men and women on all sorts of things. 
without that caveat of like, that's a great shirt. It helps me right. see your tits. Just be like, <laughs> I like your shirt. It's a really nice shirt. Or it's a great haircut. You can make a compliment without making it creepy. Right. But it's like now the response from, from men is, well, I, I can't talk to women. I don't even know how to hit on a woman. I don't know what to do. If you really cannot figure out what to do, there's a fucking problem. Like I, it's not that difficult. And I was just reading something today on Twitter about now the focus is, well, can I, can I still hug people? <laughs> like, if you're Don't honestly concerned people. that your hug is sexual, you shouldn't be hugging, period. Exactly. <laughs> like, at all. And I, I mean, hugging for me has always been a weird thing because it, sometimes it feels really awkward, but some people are huggers and some aren't. And, but again, it comes down to, it totally comes down to common sense. Mm -hmm. If I know people really well, I will hug them. If it's a situation where a lot of people seem to be hugging, typically I will wait to see if the woman comes in for a hug rather than try to hug her. <laughs> Because I'm like, I mean, I don't need to hug anybody. I'm happy to shake hands, but I also don't want to shake hands if that is weird. I don't know. But all you really need to do is kind of read the room. Read the room, right. Like that, that's it. You can really tell from a man or a woman, from their body language or facial expression, is this okay before you even do it? And for the most part, if you have to ask if it's okay, it's probably not. <laughs> like, is this the audience for a dick joke? Probably no. <laughs> like, I just, uh, that's what's so aggravating about this is because it's just so simple. Well, I also, I think a really good thing to come out of this is that I know, I, I'm sure most men are now, you know, analyzing their past behavior and going, I, I wonder if I've ever done anything that was misunderstood or like analyzing, like going going through their head, like past experiences with women and going, I, did I ever do anything inappropriate? Like, was that inappropriate? You know, have I ever done anything that, that could be completely misconstrued? Like they're asking these questions, which I think is good. It is good. I just think that people need to stop being so extreme with it and analyzing every action and then deciding they're right. going to lock themselves in a hole for the rest of their life. Like it's, you don't need to do that, but you do need to be aware. I think if all that this does is create an enhanced awareness in men, that's awesome. Like if more men can be aware, I think that's huge. Uh, and I'm I'm kind of wary of the men who are like, well, uh, wary of the men who are really, really, really worried that that they're going to be accused. It's like, why are you worried? <laughs> right. Like if you're really that worried, mm -hmm. you probably should be worried. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I was one of those where all of this came out and I started thinking like, okay, what have I done and with who that could possibly have been misconstrued? And you, you do, you go through all of these actions and you just start to wonder. And the one thing, and I don't, didn't even really realize I did it. If I'm going through a doorway with someone, man or woman, I will usually motion for them to go first. And I... I put my hand on their back, like their upper back, like mm -hmm. just as part of a sweeping motion, like you go ahead to usher them through. And I don't know why I do it. I just, like I do it all the time. It doesn't even matter who it is. I have done it to hex before in the last two months. Like it's just habitual. Right. And I've started to think like maybe, maybe that's made some people uncomfortable. 
I don't know. I have no reason for doing it, so it's not like I need to keep doing it. But now it requires a conscious thought to not to not do that just because it's a habit. And it's never been malicious. It wasn't like right. lower back or a smack on the ass. Like, you go so I can grab your ass on the way out. I don't – It's but it's weird. And I think it's good to have that awareness and to kind of transition some of those habits that exist for no reason. Was it was it Garrison Keillor? Did you read his statement? No. Um, I, I believe his statement was something like he, he – there was a – someone had come on the show and – he put his hand on her back, her, the back of her uh, blouse was an open blouse in the back. And he put her, his hand on her back and he raised his hand, I guess, six or so inches. (laughs) What? (laughs) And made her extraordinarily uncomfortable. And he said it wasn't sexual at all, but it made her so uncomfortable that she complained. And he, he said he wrote a letter of, of apology to her. And then he goes on to say, you know, I have, just, I have, there's so many women who've come on this show who've wanted to take a, a photograph with me and who've wanted to hug me. And it was just the grossest fucking statement. It was just like, sh- stop talking. You need to stop talking. These men need a woman to write their apologies. These, I, I don't know what these men need, but when that, when you have to include in your apology, the times that, being physical with someone has been okay. That's not an apology. Yeah. It, I Oh, my God. There was an article. For, uh, this one we have to link to because it was excellent. In McSweeney. Yes. Called Things to Do at Work Besides show you, Showing Your Penis <laughs> to Coworkers. Yes. And it's just a list of if the things that you could possibly do instead of that. And it's awesome. This is the thing. And... and what is the the Kanye lyric? Uh, showed her a picture of my dick. I'm not so good with that shit. Oh um, <laughs> it's like nobody, <laughs> nobody wants to see your penis. Nobody, nobody wants to see it. Nobody wants to see your penis. Got it? Got it? <laughs> nobody. <laughs> I th- I think the rule of the rule of thumb needs to be that if you're really if you're really unable to read the room. Don't do it unless it's asked for. Anything. Like, don't, like, you know, period. if the room, if you're like, hmm, I think this room wants to see my dick, maybe, okay. <laughs> like, like, unless the whole room has unanimously voted to see your dick, probably leave it in your pants. Like, just maybe. And that's with so, like, with Lexton, it's so hard for me to, to decide what to tell him because, again, it feels like common sense. Like, keep, keep your penis in your pants. And don't say things that would make someone uncomfortable. And I feel like I've, I'm raising him to understand what that means. Yes. And I guess maybe that's it more than anything is just how parents raise boys yes. to not be entitled to other people. I don't know, to assume that other people want you i don't even know how to put it it's just so fucking weird to me i cannot imagine ever being in a place and thinking she definitely wants to see my dick right now <laughs> like I, I can't i don't think i've ever had that thought cross my mind in a situation where it might even apply let alone at work or 
with people I don't know or any of those situations. I think, too, that our children are very, our children especially, Lita and Luxton, are observers. Um, would you say that he, like, he observes you and how you interact in the world? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I have tried very hard to raise polite children, and Lita has sort of, I'm, I mean, Lita is polite beyond anybody's imagination. I I drop her off. There's a little drop-off zone next to her middle school. And I, a couple of days ago, or last week, I dropped her off. was about to drive off when I saw that she was standing there holding the door. And I was like, what is going on? Why is she just standing there? And I look over, and she's standing there holding the door because she sees a teacher walking towards her. So she's sta- she she stood there and for like another 10 seconds to wait for the teacher to come in so that she could open the door for the teacher. I watched her do it. Yep. And I, <laughs> what's really funny about this is I drove away and I was just so proud of her. Like, I was like, that's amazing. That's amazing that my 13-year-old knows to hold the door open for someone who's older than her, for a teacher. And um, the next day when I dropped her off, she was like, oh, man, I held that door open for that teacher yesterday. And she started talking to me. And I was trying, I was trying <laughs> to act interested. <laughs> But she was, it was so boring. I was like, Lita, I was really, really proud of you for doing that. That's a really sweet thing to, you know, to hold the door open for someone. And to a fly on the wall, she probably didn't look bored at all. Right. She asks people questions and she smiles and she shakes hands. And I think more than anything, Lexton is going to look at your behavior towards other people and mirror that in his life. Right. And that's what's so difficult, though, is... Because it's not so much changing the children, it's changing the people raising the children. Uh-huh. And that's that's a hell of a task. Not impossible, just... I was, you know, that's why I was so disappointed a few weeks ago when all of those 13-year-old boys were literally swarming me like a, a pack of wolves. It was like, who is your parent, dude, that you would even think about saying something like that to a, a, a an adult? What is going on? Right. Or what isn't going on? Yeah. I mean, if you confronted if you confronted Lexton like that, if he didn't cry in front of you, he would cry to himself later. Like I guarantee it because he would feel so ashamed that you had to get to that point. Right. I can't imagine getting confronted, seeing him get confronted by an adult and then puffing out his chest and being an asshole. I I can't I can't even fathom seeing that happen. Right. It is. I mean, you do, when we've talked about this before, that you lead by example. But it's so hard, I think, and not that any of the, the people that have been, you know, outed have been, you know, people that he's idolized by any means. But when you have this long list of famous people, I, I, then, you, then you get this, this conflict where, you know, this is the behavior I see, but I really like these five people and they all do this. Like, this is how they act. And not only do they act that way, but they act like that, and they're very successful. So it's a conflicting message. And they make a shit ton of money, yeah. Right, yeah. You mean, I can I can lock women in an office and take my pants off and make $25 million a year? Hmm. I mean, it's it's just such a weird message. Yeah. And I think that's why it requires more than just leading by example, because they're... And this trend is only going to continue i think with, with oh yeah i think that we're, this is just this is just the tip of the iceberg 
Oh, yeah. Man, this yeah. is <laughs> like I wake up thinking, okay, who is it today? Yeah. Like, who is it today that's going to, who's, and there's, you know, I'm surprised, like, there, I, I've seen a lot of people going like, like Roxanne Gay was like, hmm, why haven't people been talking about these, you know, sexual assault allegations in the literary community? Oh, yeah. And I have had an interaction with a very, very powerful person in Utah. Utah County is where BYU is. It's sort of one valley over from Salt Lake Valley. And um, he's an extraordinarily powerful man in Utah, in the Utah Valley tech world. And it's like, I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for the win, the, the, for, for what's going to happen. At some point, this momentum is going to break a lot of things, break open a lot of things. It, it will depend on how things are handled with the high profile, with the high profile people. I mean, you look like the, the guy that you know, he's high profile maybe in his area, in his market. In, in that geographic area, but you look at people like Matt Lauer, Kevin Spacey, like these are people that every household knows. Right. And I think if, if women start to see, well, Kevin Spacey didn't get away with it. So this guy that I work with, he's not going to get away with it either. Mm -hmm. But if everything gets squashed and everyone keeps shouting, well, allegedly, well, allegedly, and I'm so, so fucking tired of, the people who look at the women accusing more they're saying, well, if they can prove it, then sure. I'll believe them. Like you fucking know, they can't, you know that because you can't, you can't prove that. So you're basically just saying I'm cool with it. And it's, it's absurd. It's depraved. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I called out Evan McMullen yesterday on Twitter. Oh, I saw that. <sighs> what did he say? Disappointing? It's disappointing that that they've chosen to put party over people and because now Trump is backing more, Orrin Hatch is backing more. Well, um, the entire 
RNC the entire, is now back in more. Yeah, yeah. RNC is now funding more. Right. And Evan McMullen was just like, this is disappointing. And I was like, dude, you are trying. We all know this. This is, I mean, there's no, you're not hiding behind anything here. You are trying to make a name for yourself, calling out the hypocrisy of the Republican Party. You are trying to make a name for yourself. Like, don't call it disappointing. Like, fuck you. If you're going to make a name for yourself, call it what it is. It's right. complete moral depravity. Right. Take a stand. And take a stand. I mean, this is this is sick. This is sick. I mean, it's like, this is like sick and twisted. I mean, the, the fucking president has been accused by 14 women. Oh, yeah. He bragged about it. Yeah. He bragged about it on tape. What the fuck? And that, I think, is what is so heartbreaking. It reminds me of after... Um, Newtown, Connecticut, the shooting. And I think it might have been John Stewart who said that that was when he lost hope that anything was ever going to change in terms of gun control. Because if the country can watch children be gunned down and do nothing, it's not going to get any worse. Like, if, if they're okay with that, nothing will shake it. Mm -hmm. And we have a president who admitted to doing these things on tape, still elected, still the president, nothing has happened. I miss I miss John Stewart so badly. <laughs> yeah. John Oliver is doing a, a damn fine job. Yeah. Um, on last week tonight. But then you have all of this and all of these celebrity situations, and then you have the rapist from Stanford appealing to have that removed. Did he was there a judgment? I I that I don't know. But the fact that he even went that direction mm -hmm. is appalling it's appalling i it, i mean have we talked about this there's a book called i think it's called montana um, doesn't sound familiar uh it's by john krakauer it's a book about uh the university of montana i think it's it was either bozeman or billings about how basically the school and law enforcement worked together to hide a whole bunch of sexual assault allegations, rape allegations, and how they basically colluded to get these boys out of, of trouble. Were they athletes or what was the... Yes, athletes. Okay. Yeah. It's a fascinating read about how difficult it is for women to come forward because they are basically beaten down by the process, completely beaten down by the process, because and then the process doesn't work. I I, it's a, I really recommend it. I'll, I'll put a link to the book. It's a very good read. And just 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 as a an exploration of rape culture in general and why it is so difficult to um, ever get a conviction. It's people serving sentences for carrying around weed that are serving longer sentences than rapists. Right. Well, even that situation with Brock Turner, like there were witnesses. Like there was no right. question as to whether or not it happened. There was no, well, allegedly, or if there's evidence, like it happened and he still got off. Uh -huh. oh. And the, the inconsistent, I, I just get amused is the wrong word, but it's the best I can come up with. I just get amused with the fact that people don't realize how completely asinine their arguments are. Like with, with Roy Moore, a lot of the people are saying, well, right now, they're just allegations. And even if they are true, you know, I have to support him because he is pro-life. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so you care 
that the baby is born, and then you're cool that it gets abused, is basically that argument. Like, that is the most ridiculous thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean the... The, the irony of of that, that, that they have to support Roy Moore because he's anti-abortion. And and they cut CHIP. Right. They will not right. fund CHIP. CHIP is for kids. Right. And Orrin, or, oh, fucking Orrin Hatch. God, I, I'm so sorry, everybody, that he's my, my the senator from my state. But getting him out is literally impossible. He said, you know, he's he's not willing to help people who won't help themselves, and it's like <laughs> these are children. Yeah, <laughs> these are the, these are children. <laughs> oh my god! Well, that's why I've heard that argument that people who are pro life are not pro life; they're just pro birth. Because after that, fuck it, mm-hmm. like you're on your own, and that's kind of how it seems. And I don't, I just. If we to go back like to that idea of of rape culture and how hard it is to come forward or to get a conviction, and maybe I just haven't heard of anything, but I have never heard of of someone coming out and accusing someone of rape and then really coming out ahead, like benefiting in some way. Right. Like they're putting a hell of a lot on the line to come out on the record. Whether whether the person who committed it is famous or not. They're putting a lot on the line and exposing a really terrible experience to the public eye for nothing other than, for the most part, threats or just venom from strangers. The most vulnerable part of their life they're exposing. The most vulnerable and fucked up experience of their life they're exposing. Right. This has been a harrowing, you know, I've, having experienced sexual assault and sexual harassment it's been a really exhausting couple of months because women are reliving these experiences every time we hear about it again and again and again and again and it while there's hope that these stories are coming out and there's hope that more women are speaking up there's also this desperation where it's like oh my god like this is everywhere it's so prevalent and the gravity of that for anybody who has been in any uncomfortable situation or violating situation is 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 harrowing. And I've, retre- I've retreated a couple of people who are like, hey, why don't you uh, go buy a cup of coffee for the women in your life today? It's been a rough couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, I saw those. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, I will admit to being one of the people that didn't realize how incredibly prevalent it is. I knew it existed. I think part of that, I think it's twofold. I think a lot of women don't talk about it because I think culturally it's been ingrained that it was somehow their fault. So you don't want to talk about that and admit that you did something wrong, even though you didn't. And and then I think when women do talk about it, it tends to be with other women because they know they can relate. I'm not blaming. I'm just saying I think that's why I was unaware of how prevalent it was. And then these allegations start to come out in waves and things like me too Mm -hmm. and it's i mean i spent one day probably an hour and a half just reading through that hashtag Mm -hmm. jaw dropped the entire time because like i said you'd know it's there but i didn't realize how there it actually was (laughs) no it's uh somebody tweeted i follow him (laughs) he got he got he got torn to pieces for it he was like I just had no idea that 
because he said, how can women go through their lives not thinking that every man is just a horrifying person? And all these women were like, hi. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yep. (laughs) That is our lived experience that we've lived our entire lives. And you're just suddenly realizing that. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I responded to a woman. I don't remember exactly how she worded it, but it was kind of a, I don't know, a thread of six or eight tweets because people were kind of getting on her about her very anti-man stance and the fact that she was, you know, saying <laughs> men instead of some men or whatever. Oh and she, her very last tweet in the thread said something like, I'm, I'm, most of my friends are men and I love my friends and I hate the fact that I have to be afraid of them. Wow. Yeah. And that, I think that, that, tweet in particular really put it in perspective for me and i I, a lot of my friends are women and it was just kind of an eye-opening an eye-opening thing to see like that must be in the in the minds of every woman out there regardless of how long they've been friends with anybody like somehow that notion is there the experience of a woman walking through a dark alley by herself is completely different from the experience of a man walking down that, that dark alley by himself. That remi- I wanted to say this earlier, and that just reminded me. I was thinking about that exact scenario because I was by myself for Thanksgiving. So in the evening, I went out and walked through like a downtown area and then kind of just through residential. Like there's street lamps. It's not like a, a weird place to walk. But as I'm walking, I, I was thinking that exact thing. Like if I was a woman, I would not be out here doing this. There's absolutely right. no way because it was dark. It was at like six thirty, seven o'clock. There's no way I would be out. And then I would pass women walking always in twos. And I did, sometimes I would just cross the street so I didn't have to walk by them because I didn't want to not say something because that seems weird. But I also don't want to be like this random guy in the dark saying mm-hmm. something because that also feels weird to me. Like that's uh, scary. Yeah. I mean, just to try to put myself in their shoes, like even if there's two of you, I'm bigger than both of you. It's dark out. There's no one around. So if I don't say anything and keep my head down, that's scary. But I, I, then I worry that even just saying something kind of will immediately put them on alert. Hi, I am not going to sexually assault you. I promise. Right. I'm just going to walk over here and <laughs> I'm like, Hey, have a good evening. My pants are staying on just so we're clear. And I don't, I don't want to be one of those people who's like, well, I don't know what to do. So I can't do anything, but I'm just trying to figure out from their perspective, what would be best. Sometimes I would just look up at their face, be like, Hey, or good evening. And that's it. Like nothing else. And then you just keep going. Mm-hmm. But it feels like because of everything that has happened in our society that there's no good option where women will feel comfortable. I feel like if I cross to the other side of the street, that looks weird. If I say mm-hmm. something, then they're probably kind of already alarmed because why is this random guy out here? So it's it's strange, but yet I'm out there alone because I have no worry at all about doing that. Mm -hmm. And that I think is 
just a, it's a weird thing to become aware of. There's always a fear with, with women when, when you enter a, a dark alley or a dark street and you're by yourself. There's always an immediate, oh God, always looking over your shoulder, maybe even grabbing your keys out of your purse as a weapon or or using your purse as a weapon, like thinking about how you would protect yourself. Like that's immediately where your head goes as a woman. I was talking to my mother because she she worked in corporate America for God, 30 years. And she started out working for a law firm in Memphis. And, I, and she's like, you know, it was just, it, it was just so, especially back then, it was just so much a part of corporate culture, the sexualization of subordinate women, and even, even women who were on the same level. But, you know, the top three lawyers in the firm that she worked with were all men. And she's like, the sexualization of the employees was just, that's just, you know, that's what the way the, cult, the culture was. It just, you know, it was just accepted. I mean, we're seeing a sea change, hopefully. Hopefully because not only are we empowering our girls, but we're teaching our boys what is and isn't appropriate. Exactly. And I think it it is important to acknowledge that that is how things are. And that's kind of what I meant when you, when I mentioned that earlier, when you talk to your girls, like, that is the reality, but it shouldn't be. I think for too long, too many people have realized that that's just how it is. Well, if you're a woman, yeah, you just have to deal with that. Yeah, but you shouldn't have to. Like right now you do. That's that's how things are, but that's what needs to change. Mm-hmm. But it's not, it's, it's not up to the women to change it. Like you can't, you can't change your behavior anymore. It's not like, Every woman goes to work naked and men are expected to just look the other direction. Like, there's nothing else you can do. I can't, I personally cannot wait for Uma Thurman's next move. <laughs> what? Did, did I miss something? See? Oh my God. Did you miss this? Yeah. Oh. I don't, I haven't seen her okay. name pop up at all. Okay. Access Hollywood um, interview. She was at a, uh, press conference or something. I don't remember where she was, but Access Hollywood approached her and asked her, you know, you've heard the news lately and what do you think about these things? And she, Uma, is was so angry and she is holding her shit together. And she's like, you know, I, she's, she basically said, I'm not going to say anything until I'm not as angry as I am right now because I find that when I talk when I'm angry, I don't necessarily come across the way that I should. So when I am not as angry as I am right now, you will hear from me. And it was like, it got, re- I mean, it was all over the internet and it was like, holy shit. Like she was just barely holding it together, but she did. Wow. And then she came on, on Thanksgiving, she posted an Instagram photo and it's a shot. It's a still from Kill Bill, which was produced by Harvey Weinstein. And she wishes everybody a happy Thanksgiving, except you, Harvey. So glad that this is happening. I hope it goes as slowly as possible. You don't deserve a bullet. Damn. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> wow. No, I, I definitely don't, did not see that. You don't deserve a bullet. Oh, my God. Like, I want to get that tattooed somewhere on my body. <laughs> That's, yeah, I totally missed that. I don't know how I missed that. Yeah, she's she's mad. I think there was a... I think I read somewhere that during the press tour for 
Kill Bill, the one that Daryl Hannah was in, he made sexual advances to Daryl Hannah, and she rejected him, and he kicked her off the press tour. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This oh, the behavior is so interesting. Not interesting in a in a good way. Oh yeah. But well, then who was it that just came out in defense? I think was it in defense of Matt Lauer? Was it Her- Geraldo? Oh, oh right. So he came out and said it's basically that's just kind of the industry that it is. So you deal with it, and then oh he was yeah, and there should what, be like, a more, there should be like a statute of limitations. Like it needs to be within five years, and da, 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 and people, women were just like, oh god. Well, have you said like Bette really? Midler even came out and posted an yeah. old interview, yeah, with um, Barbara Walters talking about harassment from him. Mm-hmm. What the hell? I, and I have I have friends who are like creative directors and work in design and they're like yeah that's kind of a sexy industry too but somehow i've kept it in my pants like <laughs> that's not that's not a reason did you see what lena Dun- dunham did oh god no mm-hmm. uh someone who works i think it, he works on girls uh was accused of um sexual assault for one of the one of the women who worked on the show a woman of color and Lena Dunham actually came out and said, we don't believe her. We believe him and we have reason to believe him. Although it's important to listen to women. Basically in this case, uh, she's wrong and he's right. <sighs> wait, wait, wait. So basically under normal circumstances, quote unquote, it's, it's good to listen to women. Just not this time. Just not, not, not this time. This is, this is her dear friend. God. Who's been accused. Now, this is the thing. is like, just keep your mouth shut. Why are you saying anything? Just keep your fucking mouth shut. Oh, God. I, oh, my God. Like, right now is not the time to defend somebody, Lena. You're already on thin ice with everybody. That's why I was thrilled when, is it Israel Horowitz? The, the... The father of one of the Beastie Boys, yes, was accused, and and what does he go by? Ad Ad Rock, yeah. He came out and said, "I believe the allegations against my father are true." Oh my God. Like no question, not well. You know, maybe just yeah. I believe this. Like I believe the women. That was very very awesome and brave. Yeah. Oh, big time. But that should be the response. It shouldn't be well. You know, if they can, if they can prove it. Because saying that is just saying, I don't believe you. Because I know that there's nothing you can do to prove it to my satisfaction. So you're wrong. It's it's basically my word against yours is what it, is. it comes down to. Yeah. Because you weren't in the room. You weren't in the room when it happened. And how do I how do I prove that this person violated me in the most awful way? Right. It's my word against his. And why would I why would I want to admit that this happened to me? Well, and then in all in the same breath, you get these people saying these women are stupid. They're liars. This is bullshit. Why don't women come out sooner? Well, because you just call them stupid and liars. And <laughs> exactly. they're so you're right there. You are answering your own question because as soon as they yes. come out, even if it was like yesterday, he harassed me. Well, why didn't you come out yesterday then? Are you lying? Mm-hmm. No, like that. That's why, that's why women don't say anything. And I think that that's why this stuff comes in waves because when one or two of them finally decide to say something and put themselves on the line, then all of the other women start to line up because it's this group and it's this group courage. Like if she's going to, if she's going to tell her story, I'm going to tell mine. Yeah. 
And then they all get disbelieved at the same time. So leading by example is, I, but so for me, I have to, I have to lead by example and I have mm-hmm. to convince, I have to, have to show the value of not being a fucking idiot. And you have to essentially teach your girls to be afraid. I have to teach my girls a lot about self-respect and about, you know, what's going to, the sea change that has to happen is that women in the workplace have to call it out and go, this is unacceptable. You're making me uncomfortable. Stop. Empowering women to do that. You are making me uncomfortable. This is inappropriate. Stop. Yes. It's empowering women and giving them that voice and that power. That's true. Not to be afraid, but to be aware and to be empowered. That's Mm -hmm. true. Yeah. To be taught that what has been considered quote unquote normal for so long is not. And it's okay to realize that it's not. If everyone would just keep it in their pants and keep their hands to themselves, <laughs> this shit wouldn't be how a many, problem. How many times did we say dick and penis in the last hour? Like, I, I not enough, probably. <laughs> Isn't like keep your hands to yourself the first fucking thing you learn in school? Like, honestly, I mean. Yeah. And we didn't even approach the subject of the famous dick pic that I have. <laughs> oh, God, no. Yeah, that's, oh, God, I forgot about that. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. Ryan, I'll tell you about that story one day. <laughs> I'm so happy that I have never sent a single single photo of my dick to anybody ever in my life. Oh my god. I I don't know that I should be proud of that accomplishment. I don't know that I should even have to say that I'm proud of that accomplishment, but seriously, holy like, shit. I don't have a I don't have a boy, but I can imagine you have to have a conversation where you sit down and you're like, "Listen, don't ever send a picture of your penis to anyone. <laughs> Can we establish that you're not going to do this? Right. Like having that conversation. Right. Let's just start with don't ever take a picture of your penis. You can see it without taking a photo. <laughs> just there's really no reason to have a photo of that. Like at all. Just don't. Because if you do, then you're going to wonder what to do with that photo. And inevitably it's going to get sent somewhere. So just just avoid it altogether. That'll be the that'll be the McSweeney follow up piece. Like things you can do other than texting a dick pic. <laughs> Don't take a picture in the first place. Like, come on. I mean, what what is the advantage there? There's there's not one. There's really no reason. No. But this is where we are. And I did see someone that I follow on Twitter. He mentioned. He said, "I've been trying to come up with a positive for having Donald Trump as president since he got elected." He said, "This isn't a, this isn't a positive, but he said, if nothing else, him being elected is probably the main reason that all of these allegations are coming out." And he said, "This needed to happen, so maybe that is one good thing." I still would yeah. rather him not be president, but right, there is some truth there, I think. But it has it has lit so many necessary fires. Oh yeah, for I sure. Think. Yeah, but I think we can be done now. Just keep the fires burning and. Get a new one. <laughs> Lock him up. That's, that's right. But I would definitely love to hear, you know, from, from our listeners, how, you know, how, how are you all talking to your kids, sons and daughters about what's happening, about what's happening and about their own behavior and how that will affect the world in, you know, five or 10 or 15 years. So please email us those, those stories to, stories at manicramblings.com or you can always reach out on social media at 
Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Manic Ramblings. And until next time, for those of you who have one, keep it in your pants. <laughs> and for those of you who don't have one, all power to you to tell let men know when, when they're overstepping their bounds. Oh yeah, shut that shit down. Shut that shit down. Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.